Hello, this is Lucas. And uh, this is uh, Alex. This is another episode of The Way. We are here to talk about what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about dating in Corona time. Okay, <laughs> let's see how it goes. After a heavy uh, episode, this is uh, going to be more fun. Yeah, I hope I, um, uh, we got very good feedback from the prior episode. I am really happy that we managed to talk about difficult things and that lots of people uh, were listening to this. Now, uh, on the more fun part of life, uh, what do you, how do you want to start talking about this? We, uh, first I have a lot of feedback that mm -hmm. I got from people when I was preparing for the uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. The biggest question is why we can date during mm -hmm. the Corona time or if you want to date, how can we date? during the corona time. Okay, one thing that humans are made for is for human contact. Mm -hmm. On the first episode when we spoke about defeating lockdown, we spoke a lot about the importance of self-care and the importance of uh, human touch in our lives. Mm -hmm. We live in a society where we are touch deprived and in general and Corona is another on top of that is another challenge um, what some people do is to choose a steadier partner someone or reduce the circles so they can connect with people that they feel safe with that is still a challenge because you need to be very honest with one another and choose how to um, yeah, to put certain rules. Um, also, without getting, <laughs> without getting really graphic, the problem uh, with uh, Corona is the contact with the droplets uh, that come from the saliva and the mouth. Mm -hmm. So there are certain practices when you are not uh, mouth to mouth or um, someone. Uh, with your mouth or breathing without a, a face mask very close to you, there are other things that you can do. Um, I hope that people are creative enough to imagine the scenarios that I am trying to yeah. <laughs> some play yeah. in your mind. But the thing with Corona is mainly uh, when you are not in a safe distance, you need to use a mask. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to be in contact with someone, you need to uh, reduce the possibility of transmission, which is mainly through uh, saliva uh, and breathing those droplets, so that gets into your respiratory system. Yeah, w one of the things actually that I read during uh, uh, preparing for the podcast, there have been some uh, articles like you can use sexting and uh, video calling and Zoom. So my question, maybe we're not experts on uh, the cybersecurity uh, yeah. issue, but from your experience, you worked for a long time with... Yeah, that, that had been an issue for a long time, especially we have a lot of members that have long distance relationships mm -hmm. with other people that live, in, that live outside Norway. Maybe they are planning to come here with their girlfriend or boyfriend or they are apart for whatever the reason. Usually what we suggest to people is that they 
when they share uh, naked pictures. That is something very common between gay guys. Uh, girls are not really into showing body parts. Mm -hmm. They are more about showing the full sexy scene. Guys are more uh, directed to, to body parts. You can imagine which body parts you yeah. have in, in sexting. Um, is that you don't include your face in what you're showing. So you show a face picture, you feel safe, and then you show uh, that body part that you're proud of. But uh, in that sense, that it goes the same for Tinder, for uh, um, Gazeer or um, Grinder, and what is this other one? Uh, Scruff, yeah. that is very popular here in Norway. Yeah. So uh, some people feel that they are overexposed because of the community and anyone can see them there. So instead of a torso picture, um, maybe you can do like a funny meme and start a conversation with someone that uh, you feel comfortable with and then decide if you want to show your face, if you want to show a body part, but a full naked picture uh, or a picture where they can see your face and you perform in sex and all that, uh, we usually, especially for the population that we work with, we usually try people to show the importance of having boundaries and also the importance of knowing what you're doing. Um, Grindr offers the possibility of expiring photos that yeah. can't be um, screen captured. Yeah. So you can send uh, expiring photos and expiring um, video. You can do that also on Snapchat mm -hmm. and it can't be, uh, you can't take a screenshot of that. And Snapchat also in Norway is very common. Most it of is. the it gays is. when you text them, especially in Norway, yeah. they ask you, do you have Snapchat? It's a texting app application in Norway. Yeah, it's a texting app for people that don't want to have a history on their phones yeah. of who they are talking with. And that is also a security recommendation that can work with you, for you, I mean. Uh, also, I think it's very important to try, um, yeah, to be consistent in what you do. Uh, Zoom can be recorded from outside the app. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, if you are recording a conversation on Zoom, you will have um, a sign saying this is being recorded. recorded. But also, it is possible to record uh, from outside yeah, Zoom, like a third-party application that captures the screen. Yeah. Mm, be sure that when you are doing this kind of sexting or video sex, you are with a person that you trust. And also, uh, put some ground rules on what you feel comfortable doing and what you, what you don't. Um, that would be our recommendation. We work with people that live within a community so their phones are not completely safe. Mm -hmm. um, also, the good thing about these dating apps is that they let you store pictures that are not on your phone anymore. Mm -hmm. And you can have a protection to enter the app. And also, the app uh, can have 
you can rename the app. Yeah, or change the icon. Or change also the axon, the, the, the icon, sorry. And that's, those are two actions that you can do that uh, can let you be more protected mm -hmm. in a way that if uh, the bond, for whatever the reason, breaks, you don't feel overexposed during that. Um, video calls are different, of course, from audio calls. Uh, again, um, be sure that you're doing things with someone that you feel completely safe. Yeah. And now more for the practical uh, side, people, they were asking also, like, can we date during the corona time? I mean, one of the things that I think it's safe, because in Norway, we don't have a complete shutdown or curfew, so mm -hmm. it's still possible to go outside if you avoid uh, using public transportation, if you live in the same area. Take a walk, uh, date yeah. someone, and take a walk. Now it's very common, pets, for yes. example. Yes. Take a walk, uh, date someone that have the pet, and you both walk your pet. Yeah, you, you walk the dog, or uh, you, you go for a walk, or you go for uh, buy a coffee to go. Um, I don't know, there are lots of things that you can do to know people face to face, uh, taking care of yourself. We also encourage people that are more vulnerable because of their health uh, to take uh, good care, especially if they have um, a history of um, uh, asthma or um, uh, respiratory tract uh, infections or they are immunosuppressed because they are transplanted or uh, they are HIV positive and they are getting the medication. Um, it's important that uh, you take care of yourself and know that every infection that you have, uh, you can your body can react in a different way. So it's very important that you take care. We know that in the moment that we are recording this episode, we are foreseeing that very soon a vaccine is going to be out there. We there are lots of speculations there. I know that it's not the issue about this episode. It's a vaccine that is created in a different way and some people are afraid of it. Maybe if uh, this is something that our listeners are interested in knowing more, we can go back to that if that yeah. comes up. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I, I don't feel like uh, you should stop dating in Corona. It's just you have to find more safe alternatives. And it depends on one's health. Like, like you mentioned, if someone is uh, have problems, mm -hmm. uh, health problem, then it's most likely it's better if they don't go out a lot and uh, try to stay at home, but try to find different alternatives. Zoom, uh, talk to people. Uh, when you talk to someone on Grinder or Tinder or other application, you don't have to meet them. You can maybe call them, uh, make video calls or text or find different alternatives to keep yourself uh, safe. Exactly. And also, you can try to uh, go step by step, create a small group mm -hmm. and move around that. Uh, we are talking that safety comes first. That doesn't mean that you have to deprive yourself from talking to people, to knowing, to creating the expectation of meeting with someone at one point. Um, that is uh, 
that should be something feasible. That should be something that uh, taking the the basic care you keep on doing. When we were giving people the example on how to handle the lockdown, we had been talking about the importance of creating a network and not falling from the network. And we understand that here you create a network, sometimes going to bars or so it's, it's also uh, Grindr and Tinder and Scruff and so on and Gazier are the bars of the modern age. Mm -hmm. So people find the possibility to share their histories or uh, start a conversation uh, on affinity. Mm -hmm. And that is also a way of dating. Uh, that is also a way of connecting with, with other people. Uh, another question that uh, s also I have been asked, and we I want to talk to you about that in the podcast, is using sex toys. Now yeah. it's very common. Like I'm reading, uh, I was reading some articles and surveys. Uh, in Norway, uh, sex toys industry has boosted up because of uh, the corona, and people had to stay at home and stuff. Some people feel ashamed of using that. Some people, they were yeah. wondering, am I sick if I use uh, sex toys? So what's... Uh, actually, I know a lot of grown-ups that go to Outland, that is a hobby store, and they buy My Little Pony or Legos, and they think it's okay, which I think it is. But when it's regarding to sex, it's like, no, it should be completely natural and adequate. Mm -hmm. Really? I don't think it's wrong at all. It's, it, it also gives you the opportunity to uh, explore a little bit more uh, different aspects. If it's consensual, if it's something that you feel uh, it represents what you, uh, what you would like to explore or do, mm, I don't know, it will come from uh, leather or rubber or um, uh, sex toys that simulate different body parts that you would like to interact with. Uh, usually it's a way of getting different experiences and explore a little bit your fantasies. Mm, the most important thing is that it's consensual if you are sharing uh, toys with your lover and that you take the protections that you would take for STIs. Uh, that means that some dildos need to be um, protected with a condom or they need to be washed uh, between partners that use, uh, or use them. Uh, there are sex toys that you use on your own and some people during Corona, they date their sex toys. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's also a way to encourage self-pleasure and uh, have a very open way of, uh, of dealing about that. Uh, sex toy industry in Norway had been big for a long while because of the isolation and how uh, this society sometimes is a bit introverted. Mm -hmm. So now with Corona, uh, grew a lot because more people found out the need to spice up uh, the situation, especially uh, even couples that live together, they found themselves maybe being tired of being 
just by themselves 24 7 um, it's nice to have a little mystery a little bit of romance a little bit of not seeing you while you are in your pajamas home officing and me during the laundry all day uh, this is not based on a on a personal example mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I um, I feel that we need to create these spaces um, where we are more playful. Mm -hmm. uh, toys are um, a way to spice up one of the things that we usually love the most. Uh, sex is very enjoyable for a reason because it serves to very two healthy purposes. One is to propagate the species and another one to generate connection between human beings. Mm -hmm. So if a sex toy doesn't move you away from contact other people and it moves you maybe towards knowing yourself a little bit better and also connecting with another person in a different way you need to welcome that i think mm -hmm. you need to try it yeah one one thing also uh, watching porn yes uh, because there are some studies that says if you watch porn uh, when you have an actual sex that yeah. would make you either come faster or like you don't have uh, erection all, all yeah. this like uh, I would call it mystery around that because I, I really don't know what's if it's true or not yeah. so what what do you think of that um, because people now they're yeah. they're finding comfort in watching porn since they can't or they want to protect they watch more and porn and people masturbate more and they have less uh, sex with other people so that, would that yeah would that affect them affect their sexual relation later after the lockdown? Mm, it will depend. For example, there are couples that they watch porn together and some people on the other side that they are s like screaming and but uh, yeah, of course, it's something that can be erotic and something that can be shared. There's nothing wrong about that. I feel it could be really uh, interesting to share fantasies and to choose the right kind of stimuli that you would like to have. Visual stimuli is something very powerful for the mind. So uh, when the visual stimuli is not there, you need to be like more connected with your lover or with the person that you're with. Mm, regarding what you're talking about, that is mainly what happens with males and sex. Uh, porn is a, like a strong visual stimulation. So people might, uh, uh, have an orgasm very quickly uh, with porn and then um, when they are with their lovers they don't find the same kind of stimulation sometimes uh, talking about your fantasies and talking about what turns you on sharing uh, the porn that you like with the person that you trust is also a way of creating connection beyond the sexual act so it can be a um, a pleasant experience. Some people feel that porn puts the bar up there so they find it's very difficult to uh, connect with a human being that doesn't have like proper abs and big chest and strong biceps and a hard ass. Uh, but there is also amateur porn where you mm -hmm. can see people from all shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities. I believe that uh, there is porn that moves us away from what is real and there are also uh, there is also porn that makes us 
uh, grow closer to what is real. There are a couple of studios, and I'm not going to promote any in this podcast, but there are a couple of studios that do more uh, uh, logic, sensitive, real porn, that create a live, uh, like, a, like a story behind it. You can it. promote that to me after the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will tell you later. But uh, that kind of porn has uh, another, another contact. Also, there are some people beyond toys that are interested in Tantra. That uh, Tantra is uh, connected with ancient uh, ways of practicing, practicing spirituality. And in the Western, we talk a lot, a lot about the quality of sex, which is one of the things that Tantra promotes, like better, better sex for better connection with another person. And some couples are enjoying discovering that. We also have some people interested in sharing more with their partners or their possible partners. What are their uh, things that turn them on? And porn and toys can be also a part of it, of course. Mm. I was having a, a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, there are couples, and I felt this is really relevant also because it's sort of dating. Uh, and he told me he really loves his boyfriend. They live together. They've been for a very long time together. But now he can't stand to see his face sometimes, and mm. he, he gets angry and... Uh, and I think this is very common now because they live together both they have to stay at home because of the lockdown and both they're working from home what do you give tips to couples facing uh, this issue um, my advice and this is something that we do at home a lot um, because my my husband because of his work he has a very hectic uh, schedule the same as I so we try to have our own space um, we do things together, um, maybe we cook, we watch a film, I don't know, watch The Simpsons or, or something like that, or we do a, like a Big Bang Theory marathon or something like that. And we have spaces where he's with his staff in the computer, he is a music collector, so he's really into that, or he's writing, or I'm writing, or I'm talking to friends. But to have your own space I think is very is very important. Uh, I, I know that not everyone can afford living in a two-bedroom apartment, and uh, or that you need to be stuck at home in a in a studio, and that is more challenging. Uh, take walks, um, take long showers, and give the other person space. Give yourselves time to miss each other, and also have a date night. Maybe for us is uh, Saturday evening. Uh, we try to make something nice, something different. My husband is a great, great cook, envy me, because I got like an amazing man that cooks wonderfully well. But um, beyond that, well, I do the dishes and I, I do the shopping. And maybe when I do the shopping, I am listening to a podcast, and then I come, he cooks. And this night, that night is special. Uh, I believe that that is a way to break the routine, even if we are together 24-7, as a way to make the other person feel seen, special, and also to have some private time. Maybe someone wants to take a nap, 
and you stay in the living room instead of playing loud music or watching TV uh, with your headphones on so everyone has their own space and then can rest. Uh, you, you need to find like clever alternatives uh, the same way that you would do if one of you were sleeping or uh, or one of you were, I don't know, sick or studying. Mm -hmm. is this sense of space that also helps. The Here in Oslo, the new National Library is amazing. Some people go there to watch films, to listen to music, to just read a book. Um, is uh, and also taking a walk in these long, amazing sunsets yeah, that you have. Yeah, nowadays the sunset is so beautiful. So and they are so long. Yeah. I lived, I grew up in a country where sunsets lasted for five to ten minutes mm -hmm. uh, in South America. So when I am here, I'm like in awe in this time of yeah. the fall because it's this golden light. Mm -hmm. in and for me, it inspires me a lot, so I take long walks with my dogs, and that is also great in space. Something that could help. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, in our next episode about yeah. uh, drugs in the yeah, queer community. Awesome. So if you have guys any questions, uh, yes, you can of course. Send us. Uh, and uh, Lucas, I want you also today to invite our listeners to join Chai Valden and yes. the membership. Yes, if you uh, would like uh, to support the organization, uh, it's very simple. You can write us an email to post at shyverden.no with uh, the subject saying member, just that, and we will send you the instructions for you to become a member. What does that mean? That means that when you are a member, you are registered as part of the organization and you show how powerful Shai Garden is. In a sense that every person that is registered pays only 100 kron a year. It's like nothing. It's like going to the espresso house and buying a coffee and a muffin. Mm -hmm. um, if the espresso house is listening and they want to send coffee and muffins, <laughs> more than welcome. You're welcome, yeah. Um, and this will help us uh, show our donors that people are committed with us and they will give us more funds so we can do more things to the com for the community. If you are uh, receiving services from Shaverden, uh, from meeting points, therapy sessions or whatever, and you want to give back to the organization, uh, this is a very symbolic way to do it because it's not much money. Some people can't pay, some people can't, and it's perfectly okay. Uh, but it is important that you know w that with this small token, that in a year is like less than 10 kroner a month, is a possibility to show the state how many people are behind what we are doing, and that will help the organization to become seen by more people out there. We know that there is a lot of queer migrants around this country that they don't find uh, themselves at home and we want them to have a space here. So if you want to join the conversation, you can write us at in Instagram at shyverden. Uh, sorry, at shyverden. And you can send us there your comments. Uh, you can tell us about what you think about the podcast and what you want to hear next.
Thank if, you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. If you hear a rumbling sound in the background, That's someone uh, started <laughs> working with a drill yeah. on the other room, so right. we need to close the episode, the episode now. That's from uh, that's Alex and uh, Lucas, and yes. we can say today from Icy. Yeah, from Icy Oslo. Oslo. It's, not it's not chilly anymore. It's not chilly anymore. See you very soon. See you very soon, guys. Bye bye. Bye.